This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You matter, you do, and you're awesome. Don't fight us on this one. Ask your friends. Visit betterhelp.com super and take care of number one. Hey, brother. Man, oh man, you guys. I feel like Encanto finally made it onto Disney Plus and more importantly, into our hearts. I don't know about you guys, but I've been doing nothing other than just listening to the music on repeat. Luisa's song kills me in the best way. Let me just say for the record, if anybody dares harm my sweet Luisa, I will Okay. Now that I'm even sure you totally could, what with being tough as the crust of the earth is. And I glow cause I know what my worth is. Anyway, needless to say, I've pre-ordered the vinyl. So excited. What was making me so happy about the excitement about this movie is that it means we get to talk about it and there's a lot to talk about. It feels like this movie is tackling a lot of things that are super relevant right now. Like trying to carry too much weight, trying to be too perfect, or even just feeling like you're not enough. And that last one is where I want to start for the day, but I actually feel like all three of those will ultimately fit what I'm about to tell you. But the big question that I had walking away from this movie was why didn't Mirabelle get a gift? Like why Mirabelle specifically. I feel like this is a really interesting question and I feel like it's a question that the movie wanted you to ask. Like part of the objective of this movie is to wonder this very thing. So today we are going to do our very best to tackle why Mirabelle didn't get a gift. Guys, before we stamp, seal, and ship out today's video, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, Stamps.com. And I know what you're probably thinking at home. Bam, what an absolutely beautiful and alliterative intro to this ad read. To which I say, how right you are. I totally nailed it. And it's all thanks to the extra time I've been saving with Stamps.com. Here's the deal, you guys. With Stamps.com, you're not only going to save time and trips to the post office, you're also going to be saving money with extra discounts you can't find anywhere else. With up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off of UPS rates. So with whether you're a small office like we are here at Super Carlin Brothers or a fun side hustle or a full-blown warehouse, Stamps.com can help. And the best part is all you need is a computer and a standard printer. No extra materials or technology is necessary. It really is a no-brainer and I can almost guarantee it will free up your time to come up with more extraneous male metaphors. And just for our viewers who can sign up today using promo code SUPERCARLIN for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts are necessary. Simply head on over to Stamps.com, click the little microphone in the top corner and enter promo code SUPERCARLIN. Link is in the description down below. Okay guys, let's talk about Mirabelle. We start the movie with not a whole lot of context about what the gifts are or how they work. Just a young Mirabelle and her abuela who is assuring her how special she is and how once she gets her gift, she's going to make the family proud. Whatever gift awaits will be just as special. You. I feel like that line right there is an odd form of foreshadowing. Because after all, she ultimately does not get a gift. And if you reverse engineer the way that the abuela phrased that sentence, it means that without your gift, you are not special. And it's a sentiment that I think Mike could use some rethinking out here in the real world as well. It's like there's this sort of predetermined 
desired outcome that will ultimately make your family proud of you. And I think on the whole, just about anybody can relate to this particular idea, even if it's not a sentiment that's coming directly from your family. But it can be the imagery or messaging that might be telling us what it looks like to become successful in life. Like drive this car, live in this house, have this kind of influence or job. And in this opening scene, it's odd how concealed this actually is in the sentiment coming from Abuela, because if you're just watching this scene, it doesn't seem like she's being anything other than loving and supportive. But I think one of the key messages that we can ultimately take away from Encanto is what is left unsaid here, which is when you get your gift, you will make your family proud, maybe without totally acknowledging the idea of what happens if you don't get a gift? Which of course brings us to this very moment and essentially the entire plot of the movie. Mirabelle does not receive a gift and with no explanation whatsoever, which is of course what brings us here to this video. And now this is where I'd like to take a small step back from the internal lore of the story inside of Encanto and look at a different Disney movie that just came out in recent history, which is Moana. Moana is actually similar to Mirabelle in a lot of different ways. She definitely comes from an important family there on the island because her dad is the chief, meaning that someday she will become chief. And with this role in her society, it comes with a lot of the same expectations that we see in Encanto. I wish I could be the perfect daughter. It's this idea that eventually you will make your family proud. It's actually said out loud word for word in song form. Thank you, Tomatoa, but I think I've got it but yet pretty much exactly what he said. She makes her whole family proud. Moana is literally born with a lot of the same expectations of all of the grandchildren of the Madrigal family, which is to make the family proud. So Moana and Mirabelle are similar in a lot of ways. So I wanna take the same question that I'm sort of applying to Encanto and apply it to Moana. Like what made Moana special? And I know that that's kind of like an odd way to even pose the question as it pertains to Mirabelle. Like, what made her so special that she wasn't given a power. But stick with me, I, I think it makes sense. When we're watching the story of Moana, she is set up with a couple of like small, but very important scenes that start to help us, the audience, understand what makes her special. The first of these is going to be the Great Turtle Rescue, where Moana as essentially a toddler and completely left to her own devices with no outside influence whatsoever, makes the decision to save a tiny sea turtle. It is incredibly adorable, but also shows us that she is on her own making an effort to preserve sea life. The way that I see this is as a very pure version of doing the right thing. She wasn't taught to do this. Nobody said that there was an expectation to do this. This is just her instincts coming out and doing the right thing. And this scene is incredibly important within the context of the movie Moana, because what we ultimately learn is that she was kind of being put to the test by the ocean and she passes that test. The ocean chooses her. And the movie is not shy about this. It goes to the lengths of literally showing the ocean like ripple and then quite literally come to life. From then on out, we see over and over and over again that like Mirabelle, who's going against the grain of familial expectations, which for Moana in this case are, no one goes beyond the reef. Meanwhile, Moana's all like, it calls me. I think from a storytelling perspective, what we're seeing here is two characters that are in kind of similar situations. But the way in which we are told 
why our hero is important is very different. And I think that's interesting. Like if we are to ask the question, like what made Moana so special? The story tells us this, this is what makes her so special. All of this brings me back to Mirabelle and Encanto, where I feel like the themes of the movie and how the story is actually presented to us gives us a different approach entirely. Because unlike Moana, we're not shown a lot about Mirabelle as a young girl. All we really see is her moments before her door ceremony. And as near as I can tell, her childhood up until this moment has been almost exactly the same as it was for her sisters and cousins. And that is to say that up until age five, all of these children in the same way are just awaiting their ceremony to get their gifts. Do you see what I mean? Like we're not told or shown anything about Mirabelle in particular that would suggest that she has been any different from her siblings or cousins up to this point in her life. Mirabelle's path doesn't noticeably change at all from anybody else's until the ceremony itself where she's not given a gift. And from here, while she does ultimately become the subject of a prophecy, she's a little bit different from other prophesized characters we've seen in the past. Her prophecy doesn't come until after this ceremony, meaning she wasn't like the prophesized chosen one. Instead, it's more like she's a prophesized about unchosen one. Do you see what the difference is here? Like Moana did a thing and became the chosen one. In this case with Mirabelle, we have no idea what caused her situation to be different at all. But because her situation is unique to everyone else around her, this in a way does make her special. But the other kind of odd thing about the prophecy about Mirabelle coming after the ceremony is that Bruno has the ability to see the future and didn't see this coming. But also the other unique thing about her prophecy in particular is that it's not even complete. And when Mirabelle ultimately gets Bruno to play out the rest of the prophecy for her, what she discovers is that in the end, there's a split. Ultimately, she's gonna have to make one decision or another. And the fact that the split in particular is included in this prophecy is very interesting because it means that the miracle, when it chose not to give her a gift, it didn't know that in the end, she would be the one to make the right decision. Do you get what I'm saying here? Like it means that the magic didn't know that there was something about Mirabelle. It just knew that ultimately someone without powers would be able to potentially make this decision. What the magic was actually doing here had almost nothing to do with Mirabelle specifically. What it was really trying to do was tell the family that they had put an overemphasis on these gifts. Because what we learn is what's causing all of the fractures in the home is sort of the misguided relationship that has really developed between especially the abuela and how these gifts pertain to the importance of the family. All of this suggests to me that there wasn't anything really specific about Mirabelle that made her the person for the job. Like it didn't even have to be Mirabelle. Like this is kind of a weird sentence to say, but there wasn't something so special about her that she was not given a power. Because what I actually think the movie of Encanto is really trying to tell us is that you don't actually need to be special at all in order to be someone who can affect change. This is where I feel like we can really dive into the themes of this movie at its core, or at the very least, my interpretation of those themes. In my opinion, what it's trying to tell us is that this generational pressure that exists can affect everyone 
in the same way. And that's regardless of what you might be capable of or even accomplished already. Mirabelle feels like she's the black sheep of the family for a reason that feels incredibly obvious. She wasn't given a gift. The miracle even goes so far as to literally give someone else after her a gift to like really dig the dagger in there deep. But as we start to learn about the other characters in this movie, I think even notably Mirabelle's two sisters, Louisa and Isabel, we discover that despite them having their own gifts, they are still feeling crushed under the pressure. They are also finding themselves feeling isolated. Like Louisa is incredibly strong, which means she's able to provide a tremendous amount of service to the house, the family, and the surrounding community. There's literally nothing that she's not strong enough to lift. But that strength isn't enough to hold up the idea that she still has worth even without that strength. I'm pretty sure I'm worthless if I can be of service. And Isabella is exactly the same. She's the firstborn, the golden child, and she lives under this constant expectation that she has to be perfect. And that's all the time, always. Like, fulfill the family vision, marry the best person the town has to offer. All the while, this is preventing her from being able to express herself in any meaningful way at all. And Mirabelle is not given a gift by the house itself, but she does have the power of empathy. And out here in the real world, that can absolutely be seen as a very real gift. And just like her sisters, she puts this power to tremendous use. Like after Louisa's song, she has this really great moment where she says, I think you're carrying way too much. And before Isabella's, we get this outburst where we finally know how she really feels about getting married. I never wanted to marry him. I was doing it for the family. And again, after this confession, Mirabel knows exactly what to say. Oh my God. Isa, that is a very serious confession. She can immediately understand her so much better in this moment. In a way, this ability to empathize really does feel like a gift of its own, just not exactly in the package that the family is used to seeing it. But all of this from these three characters all comes back to exactly the same thing. And it's these extremely high expectations, especially from the abuela. And those are expectations that have lost their way. She has completely departed what the original point of the miracle is, which is simply for the family to be. A miracle is not some magic that you've got. Like she's completely lost touch with the idea that the entire point of all of it is to be able to be together, not the gifts themselves. But the important bit here is that it is affecting all three sisters exactly the same way. And they're all cracking under the weight of those expectations. Louisa fears that someday she might not be strong enough and without her strength, she doesn't have value. Isabella thinks that she has to be perfect all the time. And even Mirabelle, who doesn't even have one of these magical powers, still has to hype herself up with a very specific line before leaving her room in the morning. Make your family proud. With or without a gift, the pressure is the same. So again, what is so special about Mirabelle that she doesn't get a gift? And my answer to this is absolutely nothing. I personally believe that any of these three sisters would have been more than capable of holding up the mantle that Mirabelle ultimately does. Again, let's go back to that prophecy from Bruno. It splits. It doesn't say that Mirabelle will save the day. It just shows that she could. She could make the right decision 
at the right time. At some point in time, the miracle needed to send this message that it's not the gifts that make them special or what gives them value. And personally, this is what I think the story is trying to tell us, that anyone can make the right decision and you don't have to be special to do so. Mirabelle didn't get a power because of anything she did or didn't do. It is an inevitable outcome of the abuela who has lost her way, a dart thrown into the future that happens to hit Mirabelle. Who then rises to the occasion just like any of the others or you could have. But guys, for my question of the day, what do you think here? What are the takeaways that you have from the movie Encanto? And which of the songs did you relate to the most? Let me know in the towel section down below. But guys, as always, thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you'd like some more Encanto action from us, you can see our complete spoiler review right over here. But otherwise, until next time, bye.